Hey everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Personal Growth Project podcast. In this episode, we are going to be talking about how to survive exam season, which is looming upon many of us. I am going to just be talking about my current experiences with it and my past experiences and the things that I do that really help keep me on track and keep me from absolutely losing my mind. So without further ado, let's get right into it. So exams are approaching very quickly. (laughs) And it's really easy to be stressed out in these times. And look, I definitely feel it too. But I've come up with some strategies over the years that have really helped me avoid some of that stress while still staying productive. Because if you're like me, when you get too stressed out by exams, sometimes you can just do nothing is like a coping response. Like sometimes you're such a perfectionist, you want to do perfectly on everything, and then you end up doing absolutely nothing because you stress yourself out so much over your exams. That's what we want to avoid, and that's what this episode is to help you avoid. So one thing that's really helped me a lot with avoiding stress is doing things ahead of time. And I know that that may be hard to do if you're a chronic procrastinator because, I mean, I've definitely been there before. But you can actually avoid this if you just gaslight yourself into believing that your deadlines are earlier than they actually are. It does not matter what the teacher says. You need to make the deadlines at least a day or two earlier than they actually are if you want to avoid stress and like late nights and stuff because it will really eat away at your mental health and physical health if you're always procrastinating and staying up late to finish things right before the due date. And when you make the due date earlier than it actually is, you generally end up being more productive on it throughout the week. And then by the point um, that your own due date comes, you're probably done with it. And while everyone else is worrying about starting on their project, you're already done. And it's a really good feeling. So that's tip number one. Set your due dates earlier than they actually are. Um, I tried to do this with my research papers for a class I'm taking. We have to write like, oh my gosh, we've had to write so many research papers and they're like really, really long, detailed ones with formal citations and everything. And I love researching and I love gathering all the information, but it can be really overwhelming to try to write an entire like 2000 word paper just like in one sitting and you you actually can't do it. And it can be hard if you're a perfectionist because you want it to be perfect the first time. You want to just sit down and write a perfect paper. But that's really not what ends up happening. And if you procrastinate and try to do it all in a few sittings, then you're not going to have time to revise over it and actually make it perfect. So when you set your deadlines earlier than they need to be, you get like all of the grunt work out of the way and then you can just polish and refine things before you have to turn them in and you will get way better grades on big projects that way. So I definitely advise setting your due dates earlier than they actually are because that helps me a lot and it makes me feel like I'm ahead of people And while everyone else is panicking about stuff, I'm like, okay, well, I'm fine because I already did like half of this project, so I'm on track to get it done by the due date. 
And also, a way that I recommend doing this is by using your weekends to get ahead on stuff. So, I am taking like five AP classes right now, and it is absolutely insane. And a lot of the time, the only way that I can really avoid copious amounts of stress during the week is by getting ahead during the weekend. So I try to do maybe a lesson or two of something um, before we do it in class so that when I'm in class, I can just work on homework or something like that. You don't really want to be moving along at the pace that everyone else is. So if everyone else is learning, let's say, lesson 2.1 and something, you want to make sure you've already done it before you get into class so that when you're in class, you can just ask questions and focus on homework. And things will work a lot better that way and you'll be a lot less confused and stressed. So definitely stay ahead and that will help you really reduce stress. And the same goes with studying for exams. It's difficult, and I know that you don't want to study ahead of when you really have to start studying, but it really will reduce stress if you know that, like, you're, let's say, one month away from your exam and you've already reviewed half of the content that you need to review. Then it's like, you know, you just don't feel that same pressure of, like, having to get through eight units in one weekend and just feeling absolutely awful. So I definitely recommend... um, starting your studying for exams as early as you can and definitely use the weekends for that because I know that if you're really busy like me during the school week or work week you may not have time for it but on the weekends you do generally have a lot of extra time so if you can use it to review that's great and it will seriously take you a long way And actually, reviewing is pretty fun. I think most of us just don't like the hassle of sitting down to do it, but once you have the materials out and you're actually reviewing, it feels good and you can literally feel the stress melting away as you're reviewing because you're like, I'm so glad I did this, you know, imagine what would have happened if I didn't review this unit, look at all the stuff that I'm remembering. It just makes you feel really good because you realize that you're making a lot of progress. And reviewing for an exam is the easiest part. I mean, you've already done the hard work in learning the material, so reviewing is honestly, it should be fun to you, like a fun little game, just, you know, showing yourself how much you know. It should not be that stressful unless you're procrastinating. If you procrastinate, then reviewing becomes awful because you have to sit down and do like eight hours at once. But if you do it in a gradual, spread-out way and start ahead of time, it will not be as bad. And that's what really helps me um, during the busy semesters I have, like this one. I started reviewing for some of my big exams um, that are in early May. I started reviewing in the middle of March. And, you know, the past few weekends, I admittedly have not had any time to review But this weekend and, you know, all the next weekends until May, I will have time to review because I've been working hard, you know, during the school week enough so that my weekends are generally free of homework and I can use that time to review instead. So, you know, another thing that really helps ties directly to what I just said. Please make sure you're actually working hard during the week. Because if you're at school, like you're literally forced to sit there anyways, 
why would you not be working hard? Because whatever work you don't get done inside the school building, you either have to do it at home or you're not going to do it at all, and it's going to end up being a catastrophe for your grades. So I highly recommend actually making the most of your time in the school building because it feels so good leaving knowing that you have all your homework done and that you can just use your weekend as you want to review and to get ahead and that you aren't just like using your time to do the bare minimum outside of school, like catching up. If you're always in a state of catching up with assignments and doing things right before they're due, it really will stress you out over time and you will feel absolutely miserable. And trust me, I've been there this year because, you know, I've had periods of bad time management due to feeling burnt out and like I would say that I do an assignment in the night and then I wouldn't and then I'd wake up, I'd tell myself I'd do it before school, I wouldn't, and then I'd have to arrive to school and work on assignments like in other classes so then I'd be missing out on learning whatever lesson we were doing and it's just a really bad cycle to be in. So I highly recommend that you do things ahead of time and um, make sure to use your school time wisely because that will help you a lot. So the next thing that helps a lot is just to make school fun. And it really is just a mindset. It's not that hard to do. You can have literally the same exact classes as someone else and they could have a lot more fun than you do simply if they have a better mindset about it than you do. So you can either go into your school day feeling stressed and overwhelmed and, you know, talking to yourself like, oh, I bet this day's going to be awful. Look how much work I have to do. This is so stressful. I'm so tired. You know, all of those things are things that you probably hear around you from other students. So I know it can be easy to get in that mindset just because it's what you hear other people your age saying all the time. But you really don't have to fall into that way of thinking if you don't want to. And when you resist that way of thinking, um, things actually become a lot more enjoyable. When you resist the way of thinking that tells you that all assignments are bad and not fun and you should be groaning when you get homework, you will actually have a lot more fun than everyone else. If you, you know, I know this sounds crazy, but if you try to get excited when you get a homework assignment or feel cheerful about the fact that, hey, you at least have time to submit your assignments, then things will feel a lot better. You know, it feels a lot better when you have a positive mindset and you're always like, oh, well, you know what? I have a lot of work to do, but I'm happy because I have the time to do it. Or I have this big homework assignment to do, but I'm happy because I know it's going to help me prepare for my tests. When you have that kind of mindset, doing a lot of hard work becomes objectively much easier and you won't feel as stressed or likely to procrastinate if you have a good attitude and treat it like it's something fun. You know, if you do this really well, you can actually make studying the same amount of fun as like watching, I don't know, YouTube videos or watching TV. If you act like you're treating yourself by doing a homework assignment, which I know sounds absolutely bizarre, you can actually make it feel like a reward and make it fun. 
And more on making studying in school fun, you can give yourself little, like, rewards for studying well. So, I know a lot of people use the Pomodoro method for studying, which is where you do 25 minutes of work followed by a 5-minute break. And if you aren't already using that, I highly recommend it because it feels good to know that you're getting that 5-minute break and you're a lot less likely to procrastinate or just quit if you know that you have that break coming. So, number one, I recommend using that. And number two, you can also use your five-minute break to do something that you really love. I do not recommend using your five-minute break to scroll social media or to, you know, do something absolutely useless, but if you're really motivated by watching a certain TV show or, I don't know, eating food that you really like, sure, do it. Like, whatever you can do to motivate yourself, go ahead and do that. If you feel motivated by doing 25 minutes of work just to watch five minutes of a TV show, do that because it works. And I have been there before. Like, I remember last year, this is so crazy, I only had like two AP exams, which I don't even know how I complained about my life back then because two AP exams would be like a cakewalk for me now with the amount of work I have. But when I was preparing for my exams, I had a ton of review to do, and some days I just did not feel like, you know, locking myself away in a room with just, you know, me and my notes. And sometimes the only way I really could motivate myself to study was by doing it, I know this sounds awful, but in front of the TV with a Pomodoro timer. So what I would do is I would go home and I would... I would sit on the couch, and our couch actually has, like, a table of sorts right in front of it, so I'd pull the table up so I could put, like, my laptop and books in front of me, and I would sit down, and to start the TV session, what you do is you watch five minutes of your favorite show just to get you hooked and wanting more, and then you start your timer and you do your 25 minutes of work, And then after that, you can continue the episode. And if you do this well, you can actually get through... Wait, let me do the math. I think that would be like eight study sessions for a 40-minute TV episode, which is really good when you think about it. But it must be noted that this only works if you have enough self-discipline to pause it after five minutes. So if you're watching something where you literally do not have the self-control to pause it after five minutes because it's super, like, you know, intense, maybe watch a different kind of show. I used to, this is so funny, I used to watch The Vampire Diaries, like, a year ago. I think I discovered it in, like, March, and for some reason I just really loved it from, like, gosh, maybe March until, like, July, I was just, like, I would watch it all the time, and (laughs) when I was studying for my AP exams, I would try to do this five-minute method with the Vampire Diaries, but look, some shows are just not meant for that method, and I would find myself watching well past five minutes, so I don't recommend doing it with shows that are really high action or, like, you know, kind of thriller type shows because, yeah, it's just not great for your productivity. So now when I do it, I do it with shows like, you know, Gilmore Girls or maybe Grey's Anatomy, which I haven't watched in a while, but 
those are two shows where it's just like they're interesting but they're not so interesting that it's going to be hard for you to press the pause button when you need to. So choose shows that are kind of of that caliber and being interesting because if it's too interesting then this method won't work and you will actually end up just watching TV instead of studying. But you know it is a great last resort method for if you need the motivation to study. Another thing that I do is I just light a candle and I turn on some good lo-fi music. So I really love candles because, I don't know, it just puts you in a really good mood and they smell so nice. So that works for me and it makes me feel like I'm treating myself when I get to light a candle that I really love because I only light the candles when I'm studying. So it feels like I'm studying and I get to smell this nice candle as a reward. And also, putting on lo-fi music really helps me. Also classical sometimes, but it would seem that lo-fi works better for me in all ranges of concentration than classical music does. Because I have ADHD, so sometimes classical music, when it's too intense and it's changing too much, can actually do more harm than good and distract me a lot. But lo-fi music is pretty chill and it doesn't vary that much and I found that it's really good for productivity. Also, you can use the Endel app, which is this app that actually creates AI customized soundscapes for you. And it has this focus setting and a study setting that I find super, super, super helpful because Endel is just way better than a playlist because all the the sounds blend seamlessly into each other. So if you want to turn on the focus soundscape, you're not going to be distracted by like the songs changing or anything because it's literally one endless song. And that is very helpful. So I actually have a code that you can use for that if you want, I think, a discount because they know that I'm a fan and <laughs> they like the work that I'm doing apparently. So they gave me a code that you guys can use to get one month of Endel for free, which I super highly recommend. It is the most amazing app and it has soundscapes for virtually everything. So if you go to code.endel.io and then you enter in the code Avigail Lang, A V I. G-A-I-L-L-A-I-N-G, it will give you one month free. And note that this only works for the first 100 people who use the code. So if you're interested, I would recommend doing it fast because otherwise all of the codes are going to get snatched up. But I do highly recommend using Endel for music as well as lo-fi music. And actually Endel has a lo-fi soundscape that just switches back and forth between like songs but like seamlessly so it really does help highly recommend you can also listen to like smooth jazz which i've actually found is really good on like rainy days and stuff or you can even just turn on white noise or listen to like ocean waves or something like that also i really love there's like this hawaiian ambiance on youtube that really just 
puts me at peace because it's like ukulele music and the sounds of ocean waves and that actually is really good like if you're in a chill kind of mood to help you study. Music is definitely a great tool that you can use to motivate yourself because you can treat yourself to a whole different range of soundscapes and different aesthetics with just the music that you listen to and it's a really great way to romanticize studying. They actually have, like, soundscapes and ambiances on YouTube for literally everything. I remember in freshman year, my absolute favorite soundscape was this thing called, like, I think it was Ratatouille Ambient Music, and, ooh, if you haven't tried it, you've gotta try it, because it's, like, all the instrumentals from Ratatouille, you know, the Pixar movie, and it's actually really good. Like, the soundtrack is so great for focusing, and I just love the Paris aesthetic of it all. So, I highly recommend that one. And also, if you look up Finding Nemo Ambiance, those movies have really, really great music to study to, and it's really calming, and, you know, it just puts your heart at peace. So, I highly recommend those two ones. And yeah, as I said, lo-fi music, endel, and smooth jazz music. Now, another way that you can motivate yourself to study is by doing it with someone else, which I have not done that much, but only like this past semester, I started studying with someone um, in my calculus class, and I actually found that it helps a lot to study with someone else before big tests, because It's not so much that they can really assist your understanding of something, but it more so keeps you motivated to keep studying. Like, if you're, let's say, at the library and someone else is with you, then it makes you feel like an absolute loser if you just decide to get up and leave before you're done reviewing everything. So, having that other person there can help ensure that you actually get through all the content that you need to get through. Um without just quitting, because otherwise it's easy to talk yourself out of continuing and say, oh, you know, I'll just go home and I'll do it later. Yeah, no. If you're with someone else, then you really can't do that because you will look like an absolute, well, lazy person (laughs) if you just get up and leave ahead of time. So, that definitely helps. And then another thing that you can reward yourself with This is actually kind of funny, but I use stickers. You can actually buy stickers for like a dollar from the Dollar Tree or a Dollar General, and they have so many fun options. And to be quite honest with you, it actually makes my inner child really happy when like I finish, you know, a sheet of homework or something, and then I just get to slap a brightly colored good job sticker on there. It actually does motivate me to get a lot of work done just because I love putting stickers on my papers when I'm done with them. So if you feel like that would work for you, actually give it a try because stickers are super cheap and if you really like them, then it can be a great way to stay motivated and it can feel actually really encouraging to see that good job message on your work even if you're the one giving it to yourself. It can kind of make up for, you know, a teacher not really telling you those things if you can just reward yourself with stickers and stuff like that. So, 
definitely give stickers a try if you haven't already. They help me a lot, especially when it comes to doing big unit reviews, because I'll just, like, I'll print out a packet for myself to work on, and I'll spend, like, maybe two or three hours working on the packet, and then in addition to checking it off my checklist, I get to put a brightly colored sticker on it, and it makes me feel really happy inside. So definitely give stickers a try. Okay, so finally, what I like to do to motivate myself if I'm really not feeling it is I will just tell myself I only have to do one minute or five minutes of work. And I'll just, like, I'll genuinely believe that. Like, Abigail, you only have to sit down and do five minutes, and then you can leave, and we'll just start again tomorrow morning. Usually when I do that, it is enough to get me to sit down and actually work, because, come on, like, one minute or five minutes is not that much of a demand, and it feels good to keep promises to yourself, so when you even just do one minute or five minutes, it feels like, you know, you feel a lot better about yourself. So it really helps with motivation long-term because even if you can't get through 30 minutes, even if you can just do the five minutes, you still feel a lot better about yourself and you can trust yourself a lot better to stay motivated in the future. And it helps you build an identity of someone who keeps their promises to themselves. And for that, it will help you a lot with decision-making and motivation in the future because the next time you sit down to study and you don't want to do it, you say, you know, last time I didn't want to do it either, but I made it through five minutes. And, you know, in that way, it really helps you feel good about yourself. And when you feel good about yourself, you have the motivation to do things that you might otherwise not have. I know this is a lot longer than my typical episode, but I really hope that it helped you guys. And for sure, let me know if you have any other tips that I should share in future episodes. So I really hope this helped again, and thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.